This is just a side note to remind you that in some platforms and in some leagues, the waivers are being pushed to Wednesday night instead of Tuesday night, uh, going through on Thursday morning. Uh, so just make sure you know your leagues. A lot of these leagues are putting up a notification at the top of your app or or your website, however you're getting there. Just make sure you know your league rules. Talk to your commissioner. Make sure you know because you might have an extra day to pick up guys after this Tuesday night game with Buffalo. Right here. What's going on, Whisper Nation? We're back at it with the waiver wire episode. This is for week six. We're going to get you that win. We're going to get you a couple stashes to get you that final push to get you to the playoffs right here on the Fantasy Whispers. What's going on, Big Travi? Oh, man, it was uh, a little bit difficult recording this intro, but we finally got it done, man. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, Johnny. We've got uh, We've got some... I'm doing great. I'm healthy, but we've got some players in the NFL that aren't so healthy. Uh, we continue to see marquee injuries, and uh, we continue to see what we've dubbed the COVID-19 pivot. Uh, right now, we've got a Tuesday night game. Who knows how this schedule – the schedule's already been adjusted a million times, um, and that means you have to adjust. As a fantasy football uh, player, we like to quote the great Bruce Lee who says, be water, my friend, and that means you've got to adjust. You've got to adapt, and that's what we're here for. Uh, we, I write this article every week. Uh, the week, uh, this is week six. We got the week six waiver wire article up on the site, thefantasywhispers.com. And if you want uh, any advice, you can follow us also on Twitter, Instagram. We give uh, waiver advice there. But if you're new to the channel, make sure you guys are subscribing right here. Click like, uh, click subscribe. We put out content every day, including this episode, uh, to help you through your waiver. As always, you can catch Big Travi on Twitter and all his takes at Big Travi TFW. You can, <laughs> I almost, it was like a question. TFW. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you, there is not a long W in your Twitter uh, account there. Uh, it is on the screen. And then you can find me on Twitter at Johnny underscore game time. But they didn't come here for my Twitter handle, Travis. They came here for these waiver wire gems that they need to pick up this week. And not only are we going to tell you who you need to pick up, but more importantly, we're going to go over some guys, some key guys that you might want to consider dropping in order to add some of these running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks, things like that. But first, yeah, Travis, Johnny, uh, just to jump in here, we, we need to talk about who's on by this week too. Yeah. So make sure you're aware of who's on by in your league and these players. Um, current by this week is Las Vegas Raiders, New England Patriots, New Orleans Saints, and Seattle Seahawks. So some heavy hitters for your fantasy football lineup, which means the waivers are your spot to kind of fill those buys if needed. But then also coming off of a buy, you need to be mindful of that. Green Bay and Detroit. So any players you might want to scoop up, maybe a Robert Tanyan. Um, I'm going to talk about Jamal Williams today, DeAndre Swift. These are guys that you could maybe swoop up if they were dropped during their bye week. Yep. And we only talk about the guys that are over 50% rostered on Yahoo. So some of these guys that we talk about or don't talk about, um, it's not because you shouldn't pick them up. It's just we go based off of the percentages. So we're not just throwing out a bunch of names that aren't available. Yeah. And on that note, I'll just list off some of the guys that might be popular uh, that you need to check your waivers to make sure they aren't actually there. Uh, Chase Edmonds, who's rostered in 62% of Yahoo leagues. Damian Harris, 54%. Justin Herbert, after a monster showing on Monday night, he's rostered in 52%. You've got T. Higgins and Rob Gronkowski at 53% apiece. 
So those are some names that might be out there, but most likely aren't in your league just based on roster percentage. All right, Travis, let's get into these uh, running backs uh, first here. But before we do real quick, I just want to remind you, if you are new to our channel, please consider subscribing, hitting that bell so you get notified whenever we drop new content, which is daily. And we also go live on Fridays and on Sundays to get you set for your lineups. All right, Travis. Jumping into these running backs, uh, I know the thirst is is real. It's hard. There's not a lot of great running backs out there this year. So there is a little bit of relief, though, in that, you know, Dalvin Cook went down with uh, luckily not a severe injury, but we've been telling people for a long time to make sure that these major running backs are cuffed that have, you know, a, a sure dominant, clear handcuff, a clear yeah. hammond, uh, clear, clear dominant handcuff. And the first guy comes to mind here is Alexander Madison, Minnesota Vikings running back, only rostered on 41% of leagues. What are we doing? But Travis, they need to rush to the, that waiver wire and get Alexander Madison. Tell people why. Yeah. Yeah, so the the main reason uh, they need to do it is because running back so thin, right? And we have a situation here where I've usually been able to give you four, five, six running backs every week that I like you to add. Really bare bones out there with all these injuries. A lot of guys are stashed. Um, and so I only have three backs for you. But top of that list is Alexander Madison. Johnny, in a very limited fashion last Sunday night, got 20 carries for 112 yards. He had three receptions for 24 yards, just dominated – really uh, against the Seattle defense that had a pretty good run defense for most of this year. Um, and you could really attack them through the air. And I think just based on pure upside alone, Johnny, let's say the groin injury isn't serious, but gets aggravated. Uh, we've seen that happen before with groin injuries. Madison would be thrust immediately into RB one usage um, <clears throat> and could easily be the waiver wire out of the year. Should anything significantly happen to Dalvin cook. So he needs to be added with, extreme priority off the top of your list, you know, in a lot of instances, maybe even over a wide receiver, even if you need wide receiver help because of based on pure upside and league winning upside that Madison holds. So the number two running back here on this list that you have, Travis, was also on this list last week. And apparently people didn't listen to us uh, because they didn't uh, go and pick up Justin Jackson, Los Angeles Chargers running back only rostered in 44% of leagues. What, you know, kudos to everybody out there who uh, he's very all, uh, I'm, no, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell Whisper Nation why they need to go pick up Justin Jackson, Travis. Well, I think similar to Alexander Madison, it's really just about the upside that's there if he were to give a feature back role. And it looked like Monday night they did that for him, right? They gave him, uh, 15 carries for 71 yards, five catches on six targets for 23 yards. I mean, Johnny, that's 20 touches. That's what you see out of a bell cow usually. So um, he looked good. He looked spry. He looked a lot better than Joshua Kelly, who coming into this week was back-to-back -back fumbles in, in, in games. Um, and so you saw that maybe Anthony Lynn took that seriously and gave the mantle to Justin Jackson. And Jackson, I think the most encouraging thing is seeing those five catches you know, compared to uh, Josh Kelly, who saw one reception on one target. So that is what you like to see, especially in an offense led by Justin Herbert, who continues to move the ball pretty efficiently here. And Justin Jackson could be a guy that's uh, heading forward. Now, he's going to have a week six bye. Um, you don't love that for your roster, especially if you're fighting for wins. 
but this is a guy you could stash uh, and, and really uh, it could pay big dividends for you going forward. All right, so the next running back we have on this list is it seems to be more of a, a stash, uh, but we're, we're going to – you touched on him earlier, and that's our boy Jamal Williams over there for Green Bay. Uh, he is only roster on 15% of Yahoo leagues, Travis, but he makes the list this week. Tell Whisper Nation what is what's you're you're the Green Bay Packers whisperer over here. Uh, why do they need to go and and take a stab at Jamal Williams? Yeah, I think it's just based off of pure. Um, you know, obviously it's a Madison. It's like a Madison thing where you're going to handcuff the guy. I do think he's a direct handcuff who should see the bulk of the work should anything happen to Aaron Jones. But let's not get it twisted. Aaron Jones is the man in Green Bay. Like, mm-hmm. this offense is high octane. He's going to be an RB1 for the rest of the season while he's healthy. But Jamal Williams has some has some juice here in the passing game. Johnny, he got eight targets on – or he got eight balls on eight targets. All of, his, all of his targets caught there for 95 yards against the Falcons. We've seen this team, as they deal with wide receiver injuries, lean on their tight ends and their running backs. And if you asked Aaron Rodgers at the begin or at the end of the offseason who had the best camp for the Green Bay Packers, it was Jamal Williams. I mean, this guy's out there before Monday night dancing a fool, uh, doing his thing, catching balls for Aaron Rodgers. I think this is really uh, an opportunity for him to be used in the passing game. And we know, you know, that LaFleur comes from a Shanahan system of working in multiple backs. Um, so I think this is a situation where Jamal Williams could actually see a good amount of passing volume if you know, Devontae Adams continues to be dinged up this year. And not even Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, who's out significant time with the core injury. So this could be a safety valve for Aaron Rodgers. Yes, we didn't go and get a bunch of wide receivers for the Packers, but we do have confidence in our running back room, especially in the passing game. All right, Charles. Uh, all right. I was like, oh, Char- <laughs> all right, Travis. Um, when we're looking at, uh, you know, Running backs to pick up, that's the easy part. That's that's the simple stuff. You know, you just search your waiver wire, look to see wh- who's available, and we can we can tell you who to pick up. That's simple. But we want to tell you also who to drop. So, Travis, we got to give them, I'm going to give you a list of some running backs, difficult decisions that people might be making uh, in order to add some of these running backs here. Okay? So, Naheem Hines, would you drop Naheem Hines for any of these three guys? Yeah, I think I would drop them. I would drop Naheem Hines for um, uh, for the top two, Alexander Madison and Justin Jackson. I would be interested. Um, I would let Whisper Nation decide on their preference between the Colts and the Packers offense and who they want because they both seem to fit both roles here. Uh, but I think uh, I would probably lean Jamal Williams over Naheem Hines just because the offense seems to be clicking a little bit better here. All right, Malcolm Brown, we saw his role regress with Cam Akers coming back. Uh, uh, Malcolm Brown, would you drop Malcolm Brown for any of these guys? I'd be interested in dropping Malcolm Brown for all three. If, you're, if you believe in Williams' upside, if you, ha- if you are an Aaron Jones GM. Uh, so I would drop all three because I believe you know, Cam Akers came back and then um, you know, Sean McVay said he, we want him to start next week. And then you've seen what Henderson was able to do as a playmaker so I think they know who they want to give this ball to, and it's that, that's the two running backs ahead of Malcolm Brown. All right, I'm going to give you two last names here on two running backs, and you know some people might question why I throw these names out there, but I'll I'll justify them in just a second, okay? So we have Jarrett McKinnon, uh, running back for the 49ers, and Mike Davis, which uh, might also surprise some people. The questions uh, that I have, so Jarrett McKinnon, we saw we. 
We thought this could be his breakout year. Had a disappointing game with Mostert coming back. Do you think that people should drop him? Because there might be some questions on, hey, he had a terrible game. Mostert's back. Should I drop him now? And then Mike Davis, the big question is here. CMC is coming back. So I want uh, to kind of give an insight of what you would do, uh, you know, a, a strategy you might give uh, to Mike Davis. Don't on you know we're not going to tell you to drop Mike Davis but I want to bring his name up so you can at least advise people on what they should be doing with Mike Davis. Yeah, Mike Davis has essentially been a one for one trade uh for Christian McCaffrey as wild as that sounds. He has had the usage and he's had the production of what Christian McCaffrey can do in this offense. And so that being said, it's it, it's going to be kind of a crazy thing to think that they're going to go all the way back to 80% usage, 90% usage for Christian McCaffrey, but we know that's going to happen. And so the, the bottom line is, is you probably should sell Mike Davis while you still can because you get one, at least one week. They said, he, you know, CMC's not coming back in week six, but maybe you get two weeks of usage that you can sell the person that would be acquiring Mike Davis on. And then if you feel confident you're a three-in-one team uh, or a four-in-one team or a three-in-two team and you feel like you can weather that storm, maybe you get a nice haul back in return. Maybe you get a underproducing – maybe you get a Joe Mixon if you're able to package Mike Davis with somebody. Or you get a David Montgomery. Guys that are set in their roles should be set in their roles for the rest of the year but maybe aren't as shiny. And I think that actually helps you. You come out ahead because you get RB usage for hopefully the rest of the year um, instead of just this rental that Mike Davis is. As far as Jarek McKinnon's concerned, Johnny, I wouldn't be dropping him for, you know, any of these guys really. I mean, I, I would maybe consider it with a Justin Jackson situation, uh, but Madison's going to be a rental if you're not the Dalvin Cook uh, owner, most likely. And I think that with Jarek McKinnon, we just we saw a really weird game out of San Francisco. Yes, Mostert came back, dominate touches, but we didn't see a lot of usage in, for either in the passing game. We saw a really bad game out of uh, Shanahan as a play caller. We saw a really bad game out of Jimmy Garoppolo, and I thought it was just a really weird game. They will have better days to run their complete offense there, and I think that will be better days for McKinnon. I wouldn't give up just quite yet on Jarek McKinnon. All right, we're going to jump over to the wide receiver position here. There's quite a bit of wide receivers on your waiver wire article. So uh, once again, we're only going to go over the top three. In order to uh, read all of this list, uh, make sure you head on over to fantasywhispers.com and read this full article. We have it up every single Tuesday. I'll also leave a link in the description below. But Travis... First on your list here is BMW, Big Mike Williams, uh, LA Chargers, wide receiver, only roster on 39% of Yahoo Leagues. Uh, you know, you saw you started to see him get a little bit more involved with Herbert, uh, you know, as the quarterback. He came up just short on a late night, uh, you know, first down. But you like him moving forward. Yeah, I think similar to the Madison take, he's the top here because of the pure upside of being the number one in that offense. And Keenan Allen left this game with a back injury, and then you saw Williams just kind of explode. Five catches on eight targets for 109 yards, two touchdowns, uh, including a 64-yard touchdown on some broken coverage by New Orleans that put the Chargers ahead late in this game. And I just really think that we talked about this when we thought that Tyrod Taylor or anybody was the quarterback with Mike Williams coming into the year. Mike Williams was worth his ADP because should anything happen to Keenan Allen, he becomes a monster alpha wide receiver. I mean, this is a former first-round pick, size and speed, 
uh, and just a dominant athlete that can go up and high point the ball. You know, Tyrod Taylor said that 50-50 balls thrown to Mike Williams are 100% balls. Like, these aren't 50-50 balls. And I'm seeing Herbert now, over the last two weeks, really get ballsy and stretch the field and go down and take shots. And you love to see that as a Mike Williams uh, roster. And I think you pick him up now because he's going on to a buy. Maybe people who are desperate don't look to pick him up. You pick him up and you stash him, and you hope that Herbert continues to stretch the field down down that way because Williams could be one of those league-winning guys uh, if he consistently gets the targets. Speaking of stretching the field, you have finally Brandon Cooks stretching the field for uh, the the Houston Texans. Might he's only rostered on forty four percent of Yahoo leagues. Probably dropped a lot uh, last week for waiver wire guys uh, because he put up the giant goose egg. However, Travis, we told people you know hang on to him because it just didn't seem right. He seemed yeah, to get right last week. You know, let people. Yeah, yeah. The peripheral numbers were there, right, Johnny? Like <clears throat> he was leading the team coming into that into last week with uh, air yards and routes run. He had come off of running like basically 90% uh, routes when uh, Deshaun Watson was dropping back, but still had a zero against Minnesota. It was just baffling. So Bill O'Brien leaves, and maybe that's this fog, you know, this 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 curse that leaves the team, and it opens up some things. It definitely op- it seemed to open up things, whether or not that was related to Bob or not. Uh, he got 12 targets, eight catches for 161 yards and a touchdown. He looked good. He looked healthy. Watson was looking to him early and often. This is the second time this year that he's led the team in targets. Um, I think he's capable of being that guy for them, the voluminous down-the-field stretcher with Will Fuller actually playing the big big play threat for this offense. So if that continues to be the case, Cook should be snagged in all leagues. He's got to have that upside as a lead receiver in a Watson-led offense. And I'm not saying he will be that. I think Will Fuller's a great talent, too. But I'm saying the upside is clearly there for a team that's defense is not very good, and they should be in a lot of shootouts this year. A lot of high over-unders. Speaking of high upsides, this next yes. guy probably has the highest upside of any wide receiver on this list. Maybe. He's a rookie, so it's going to be up and down. But we're talking about the number one rookie that has ever scored in the history of fantasy football. We're talking... Chase Claypool, rookie wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Deontay Johnson goes down in the first quarter, and that seems to uh, seem to unlock Chase Claypool, who is only rostered on 17% of Yahoo leagues. But Travis, my question to you is, do you see this continuing moving forward? Obviously, we're not saying he's going to go out and get four touchdowns every single week, but do you see him, you know, being a very solid, you know, maybe wide receiver three, wide receiver two rest of season? It's really going to depend on Deontay Johnson's health for me, Johnny, because it, what we've seen here now <clears throat> is in the game against Denver, Deontay Johnson goes out of the game. What does Chase Claypool do? He goes for three catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. A monster touchdown, big play from Big Ben, uh, and and scores there. Deontay Johnson goes down against Philly. What does he do? Oh, only catches seven balls on 11 targets for 110 yards, scores three touchdowns through the air. Oh, and they gave him a rush on the ground, too, scored a fourth touchdown, running the ball. Uh, Robbed me and my Big Ben shares of of a touchdown through the air there, but neither here nor there. Uh, Chase Claypool... It has huge upside here. He is a rookie, and we are going to see inner, you know, 
inconsistencies, especially if Deontay Johnson is in the lineup. But he's got to be added to your roster, uh, you know, because there's some matchups down the stretch here for, you know, over week nines through 13 where Pittsburgh plays Dallas, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Baltimore, uh, Washington, maybe not Baltimore, but you love all those other matchups. And that's a situation where he could smash, especially if Deontay Johnson had a toe, he had a back, he had a concussion. He's got all these things adding up. And if he's going to be fragile, Chase Claypool is going to come in here, big, thick body, big, big guy, uh, big target for Big Ben. And he's got some speed to him, too. He's a playmaker. So really like what I'm seeing out of Claypool. And I think he needs to be added everywhere. All right, Travis. So we gave you, uh, there are a couple more guys on this list that I'll quickly just mention. We won't go over them right now, but Henry Ruggs, Michael Hardman, Travis Fulgham. If you want to read the full breakdown on all of these guys and why you should pick them up this week, if you're looking for a wide receiver, make sure you head on over to the fantasywhispers.com and check out that article, or uh, there's a link in the description below. That's, this drops every Tuesday. So, Travis, I want to give... Right, and, and part of our bonus content schedule, if you guys aren't subscribed yeah. over on Patreon, you should. Check patreon.com, subscribe to us there, the Fantasy Whispers, because I actually do an audio version of the full article there. Yeah. Um, so if you're not subscribed, you can get that bonus content there. All right, Travis, let's give them some wide receivers. Uh, I'm going to give you a list of uh, what I got, five wide receivers here. I'm just going to throw them at, at you. Tell... Tell me who you would drop out of the list to pick up some of these wide receivers, right? Okay. So Sammy Watkins, LaVisca Chenault, Randall Cobb, Brandon Ayuk, and Russell Gage. All guys that have somewhat popped uh, in this season, have high upside or, or, or seem to have upside. Would you trade out any of these guys for uh, your waiver wire stashes here? Yeah, I would uh, go ahead and do that with pretty much all of those guys for the top three that we mentioned here, just because the upside is greater for all three of the guys that I mentioned for any of those guys on that list. I will say it gets close with LaVisca Chenault because of DJ Shark's injury. If DJ Shark's injury is uh, is a lingering one, you could see Chenault really explode as the number one target in this offense. But we've seen what what Shark's absence has done to this offense, and that kind of scares me. Whereas if you look at the Steelers, the Texans, um, and the Chargers, I, I feel more confident in their offenses going forward. All right, love that. All right, Travis, I'm going to give you, or we'll give them a tight end, a bonus, a tight end and quarterback that they could pick up and stream this week. Who do you like here at the tight end position? Just uh, Well, I, I know that you like Jimmy Graham. We mentioned him on last week's show, so I don't want to bring him up again. I want to talk about Darren Fells real quick. Uh, only rostering in 2% of, of, fan, of Yahoo leagues, but he seems very, very interesting, especially on a pass-happy offense like Houston. Yeah, the big, the big thing here is monitoring Jordan Aiken's concussion. He missed last week, and that forced fells to play 81 percent of the snaps but we've actually seen fells and akins over the last couple years kind of trade off games with deshaun watson and consistently watson's thrown touchdowns to his tight end i mean that's something he can do and and do consistently so if akins misses you got fells going there and i like him to stream going forward we've got four buys this week including darren waller uh, as one of those and jared cook is another so you might be looking to stream and darren fells is, is is worth the worth the stream this week All right, and then hopping over to the quarterback position, Travis. One of my favorite guys to talk about on this show, and we can't get rid of him. 
Ryan Fitzmagic only rostered in 21% of Yahoo leagues, and I understand it's the Miami Dolphins. But my uh, Fitzmagic has been just proving people wrong left and right, and he has the rushing upside. What are we missing? Six, six weeks in, Johnny and I either are talking about Gardner Minshew or Ryan Fitzpatrick on this waiver column every week. It's one of the two. They alternate. Uh, this week it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. The bearded Chessford Ivy League quarterback is here. He dropped 350 yards, three touchdowns on the San Francisco 49ers, and he gets an injury-riddled Denver Broncos squad next. If you lost Dak, if you've got any of these buys like Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Fitzpatrick is a, is a decent stream as any, and we know his upside. You know, and I would say he's not exactly matchup proof, but you know that he can get it done against anyone pretty much. Um, and so if you're feeling a little not confident because you don't know, I think this is as good a chance as any for him to be in a good spot here. All right, I just want to uh, ask you on a couple. Would you drop drop Matt Ryan for uh, Ryan Fitzmagic? Oh, I think I would. Without Julio nice. Jones, we have seen that Matt Ryan just can't really throw a touchdown over the last two weeks. Yeah, it's it's sad to see. Uh, and then we talked about Minshew. Would you? Which one would you rather have between Minshew and and Fitzmagic? Uh, similar similar to the situation uh, with. You know, Julio Jones, Shark, uh, Minshew without Shark has been bad. I will say he gets Detroit, though, uh, and Detroit has been giving up uh, quite a bit of points to the quarterback position. So I think you can feel confident in Minshew, and if you don't want to pivot from him, I understand that. All right, and I know that we, we don't tend to talk about these guys because they're over 50%, but I had to get them on this show. We had to just, like, gush about them a little bit. Justin Herbert is looking good. So my question is to you. Uh, would, if Justin Herbert is on on uh, the waivers, would you rather pick up Fitzmagic, Justin Herbert? Uh, would you drop Matt Ryan for Justin Herbert? Yeah, it's really uh, dependent on your roster construction because Herbert goes into his week six bye this week. And so if you don't feel comfortable uh, rostering a quarterback on bye and having to pick up a second one to stream this week, um, I understand that. But I would be looking to go get Fitzpatrick this week or maybe even a Kirk Cousins this week and stash Justin Herbert as well, stream the quarterback position this week, and then your long-term answer could be Justin Herbert as a guy who continues to push the ball down the field and get better each and every week. Um, we thought Joe Burrow was the score, the story at rookie quarterback this year, and you know Justin Herbert has something to say about that. All right. If you have anything to say about uh, this show, leave it in the comments below. We would greatly appreciate it. Uh, until next time, Whisper Nation. Good luck on waivers. Like I said, if you want to see and read this whole article, they are up at our website, thefantasywhispers.com. Uh, we put them up every Tuesday. And go check out past waiver wire articles because sometimes some of those guys are then put on waivers and you might be considering picking them up. Go see what Travis's two cents on those uh, on those players are and see if they should be added to your roster. All right, Whisper Nation, for the the Fantasy Whispers, that is Big Travi. I am Johnny Gametime Hicks, and until next time, we're out. Peace. Peace. Good luck on waivers. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Whispers podcast. You can hear more from John and Travis on Google Play, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TF Whispers.
What up, Whisper Nation? We are back at it with week six waiver wire right here on the fan. Whoa, this is. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> 